ABGC, Episode 11, Disputes. Scene, ABGC Commons Area. All five members are sitting around one of the large cafeteria tables. There is a board game on the table with game pieces and playing cards scattered about. Kit says, Rico, are you sure you don't want to play the next game? I know the game is only for four players, but Tara and I can team up. Or I can sit out. It's okay with me. Rico responds, No, no. It's fine. Are you sure? You're even more quiet than usual, Kit inquires. I know, it's just... It's that movie we saw last week. Romer interjects, I know! I can't believe we didn't get to see how it ends. Cliffhangers are the worst, right? Rico interrupts, No, it's... it's not that. It was the planet they were on. It was... stunning. It was absolutely beautiful, like a a paradise. Do you think such a place even exists? All we ever see is this... Goddamn metal space station, I am so sick of it. I was thinking about that too, Zhao says. The trees and the grass, the water? Can you even imagine what it is like to be in a place with no walls? The closest we have ever been is a spacesuit walk, but it, it doesn't really count because you're, you're trapped inside a spacesuit. Tara jumps in the conversation. Well, we know the moon isn't anything like that movie forest. It doesn't even have an atmosphere. Earth isn't much better. It's just one giant metal city surrounded by death and deserts. Kit moves his player piece on the game board a few steps and takes a few token pieces from his pile and places them in a bigger, central pile on the board. I wonder how it smells. Your turn, Romer, Kit says. Rico gets wide-eyed. Oh, I didn't even think of that. It must be incredible. We have been here for so long, my nose barely notices the stench of wet dog and machine oil that permeates the station. And why the hell does that even happen? It's not like we have to shower every day or even every week. The station is practically sterile. Why does it smell so bad? Oh, I'm sick of this place. Romer moves his player piece a few steps on the board and takes a token from the central pile. Romer then speaks. It's not just the smell of this place, but the food, too. We just consume whatever crap they put in front of us. This is the way it has always been. Those movie characters got to go out and choose what to eat. Joust jumps up and says, yeah, and hunt. They were so fit and agile, tracking down and catching their own fish blob things and knowing what it tastes like to eat a thing that is fresh and raw. Not preserved, pre-packaged, shipped, and portioned out. Tara says, You might not even like raw food, Joust. 
Tara laughs. I agree, the idea of a hunt is kind of exciting. But you don't seem to have too much trouble scarfing down extra portions of the Tuesday gravy plates. It is the best thing of the things they give us, Zhao says. Is it Tuesday today? He chuckles. Rico interjects, speak for yourself. I don't know how you can eat that gravy slop. Everybody knows the Saturday breakfast circles are the least awful. And no, today is Friday. The door to the commons area opens. Morik enters and walks back to the cafe table. Hi, Jason, Kit says. Morik responds, Hey, hey, Kit, guys and gals. Oh, playing one of the new board games, huh? Neat. Who's winning? Everyone answers in unison, Tara. Tara chuckles. Morik looks at Tara. Tara, you aren't using telepathy to cheat, are you? Tara looks offended and says, No, that wouldn't be any fun. I preferred kicking everyone's ass fair and square. Morik laughs heartily. Rico turns to Morik and says, What's up? Morik responds, Actually, I'm here to get Jaus and Romer. The mechanic says he needs you two in the lab for another upgrade to fix a bug. Romer and Jaus both look at Rico. Rico cowers a bit. See? I told you I'd get it fixed. Romer and Jaus both look at Rico longer and stare harder. Yeah, you screw up another bright idea and we end up getting zapped in the lab for it, Romer says. Rico defends himself. Well, not everyone. This only affected your bomber-class ship. Jaus pounces into the conversation. Would it kill you to apologize once in a while? Rico answers, This is... uh, The new system will save all of our hides. You'll see. Kit looks at Rico. Just say you're sorry, Rico. Mork jumps in. Hey, come on. We are all a team here. Let's just try to get past it and move on. Tara looks to Jason. Jason, you are torturing all of us, too. How could you give us a movie that doesn't have an ending? Morik laughs. Don't worry. I already have the next disc on the way. But right now, we need to get this upgrade done so we are ready for the demonstration tomorrow. Tara tilts her head. It's tomorrow? Man, it's so easy to lose track of time in this rotating cage. Morik responds, That's just because you don't have a boss breathing down your neck with deadlines every day. Trust me, you are the lucky ones. Being able to lose track of time is a luxury. Rico rolls his eyes. Oh yeah, we are living it up all right. We've never even seen a tree before. Mork looks a little sad. I I know, I know. Come on, Romer, Jouse. 
We gotta get started. Xiao says, okay, okay, let's go. Scene. Laboratory. The door opens, and Jaus and Romer enter the lab. The mechanic is already there, dressed in his full suit, and points to the tables in the room. Jaus and Romer make their way over and lay down on their sides, facing each other, giving open access to their equipment packs on their backs. Mechanic. This is just a patch job. It will take longer, but won't be as intense. Jaus answers, whatever. Just tell us when we can leave. Romer joins in, yeah, it's almost dinner time and I'm getting hungry. Jaus says, you're always hungry. So are you, Romer declares. I know. I'm still curious about what raw fish blob things taste like. Those cat people sure seemed excited about hunting them, Jaus says. The mechanic jabs a cable into Romer's back box, then touches a tool to the box and some sparks begin to fly. Romer winces. Romer speaks while trying not to give in to the pain. Yeah, too bad those dog people killed one of them right off the bat. He says, speaking uncomfortably. Jaus gets a strange look on his face and says, Wait, the, the dog people didn't kill the cat person in the beginning. It was some big flying shadow thing. Rama responds, Well, not directly, but it sure seemed like they caused it to happen. And, and that's just as bad. Jaus looks perturbed. Were we watching the same movie? The, the dog people didn't have a clue. The mechanic moves over to Jouse's back, and a few more sparks fly. Jouse winces. Romer speaks again. They did, though. The cat people told them bad things would happen. Jouse again trying to avoid the pain. That's not the... Ah, uh, ow! Uh, that's not the same at all, Romer. Th they didn't hurt anyone. Romer, getting a bit agitated. You're always so simple, Jouse. You have to see the big picture. Read between the lines. Jouse, squirming now, says, Don't call me simple, Romer. You are the one ignoring the obvious facts and just agreeing with what those cat people say. Romer gets angrier. The big cat guy made it sound like a simple request was made to switch from one ritual hunt thing to another and it would save everyone from certain doom. We don't even know what a ritual hunt is, Jow says. Well, no, the movie didn't go into detail about it. Only that changing it was as simple as choosing to do so. Chouse is so frustrated now. We don't exactly like our situation here, either. Being stuck on this station. 
other people telling us where and how to live. Romberg, very angry now, says, That's different. You are being overly dramatic. It's not like they were being asked to pack up and move. They were asked to change one routine of their day. The mechanic moves over to Romer again and starts poking, prodding, and creating more sparks. Joust responds, Yeah, but that one thing, that one thing was like their whole identity, their, their culture, the, the culture of the tribe. Romer says, Why does that matter? If it's getting people killed, it's bad. They should stop it. Joust is furious now. Now you're the one being simple. How can you expect anyone to give up what they know just because a bunch of bullies with ulterior motives tell you it's bad? The movie started out with a death. It's not like the cat people made up the story, Romer says. Jouse, stuttering a little bit. Well, um, uh, that's, that's true, I guess. But not everyone was present to see it. What evidence was offered to support the claim? They just started attacking. Romer says, They were defending! An attack already happened! Ah! Jouse exclaims. An attack from another species... A flying shadow species? An ambush is not a form of self-defense. Those two dog friends that got ambushed had never even heard of the warnings from the cat people. That's not the cat people's fault, Romer says. The dog tribe, the, uh, the godflow, are responsible for the inaction of their leader. The mechanic moves back over to Joust and begins tinkering with his back box. Who even are you right now? Jow says. You would punish innocent people? Isn't that what we are up here flying around trying to stop every single day? Hold still, the mechanic says. Jouse begins to sit up and turns to the mechanic. What do you think? Should people have to change their way of life? if it unknowingly hurts others? Hold still, the mechanic says. Romer gets very frustrated. Look, religion, tradition, and culture, by their very definition, suppress progress. They are a worthless part of people's lives. Wow, Chow says. That's a... That's a pretty profound statement. You, so you think, you think stability in someone's life is worthless? Hold still, the mechanic says. No, having stability is fine. I think doing things the same way over and over for sentimental reasons is worthless. Ah, enough, the mechanic says. You are both done. Get out. Jouse and Romer get up from their tables. The mechanic opens the door and angrily stands at attention, silently enforcing his invitation for them to leave. 
the door closes behind Jouse and Romer as they walk down the hallway. Romer says, Jouse, I didn't mean to piss you off in there. You know that, right? Jouse answers, Yeah, I know that, Romer. I don't even really know why I was yelling. That that movie was confusing, I guess. Romer retorts, We haven't even seen the whole movie yet. Let's just wait and see what happens. Okay, Jouse says. He pauses a moment and speaks again. It sure is a lot harder to decide who the bad guys are when there is no one to tell you. Romer pauses and then says, Yeah. It's a good thing we just point our giant gunship at whatever the computer tells us to. We'd never be able to agree on who to shoot. <laughs> they both laugh and walk out of sight down the next hallway. Thanks so much for listening to episode 11. Stay tuned for more ABGC adventure.